There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we just want to take a few moments before we get into this word. And thank you that you're about to speak to us. Thank you that you're about to answer prayers. Thank you that you're about to move. Thank you that the devil's already defeated. We thank you that you cause every enemy to fail. Jeremiah 119 says they will fight against you, but they will fail. God, we pray that our enemies fail right in front of our face. Everything that would try to come against us, block us, stop us, interfere, impede, intercept what God is doing, we pray that you cause our enemies to fail. And for that, we say thank you. Now, God, let us arise in strength. Let us arise in power. Let us arise in your spirit. Holy Ghost, refill us in this building and online. Holy Ghost, give us everything that we need. In the name of Jesus, can I get you to worship your God for five seconds right there? Go five. Four, come on, YouTube, in the building and online. Three, two, one. Somebody shout hallelujah. Do me a favor on your way to your seat. Look at somebody and say, let him who stole steal no longer. Come on, type that in the comments. Let him who stole steal no longer. Come on here. Look at one more person in the building. Say, the devil that stole from you last week. Say, he ain't going to steal from you no more. I don't like the way you're saying it. Say it with authority. Find you a third person. Say, the enemy that stole from you last month will steal from you no longer. In Jesus' name. Come on, grab a seat. Let's go to work. So we're in the last two series of this year, and they're designed for you to end the year strong. Somebody say, I'm ending the year strong. Ecclesiastes 7 and 8 says this, finishing is better than starting. There's two revelations here. The first revelation is that you need a different grace to finish than you do to start. See, it's easy to start something, but not everybody can finish something. I need you to make this declaration and say, I'm a finisher. I'm a, no, we didn't say, I need to hear you like the army that we are. Shout, I am a finisher. I, 
Come on here. Which means whenever I start, baby, I'm going to see it all the way through. And I will not be distracted. I will not be intercepted. I will not be interfered with. Whatever plots, plans, schemes, tricks of the enemy on my way to finishing, I declare they will not work. I pray that everything that's been in your way trying to block you, stop you, mess with your mind, make you quit, make you give up, make you throw in the towel, I pray that you snatch it back and that you would finish. Please open your mouth and shout one more time. Shout, I am a finisher. Finishing is better than starting. So there's a grace that you need to finish. But check out the other revelation uh, is that, watch me, when you get to the end of a thing, there's a celebration at the end of that thing. Because you can look back and see your progress. And I think there's some people in this building and online I can make this declaration. I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. Because you know what I've been doing all this year? Making progress. You know what I've been doing all this week? Making progress. You know what I've been doing all this month? Making progress. Even though some of you felt like you got not back the truth is you didn't get knocked back why because I've already tasted what next looks like ah! and if I've tasted what next looks like this means you didn't have the ability to knock me back all you did was wet my palate for where I'm about to go ah, come on somebody say finishing is better than starting it's Patience is better than pride. Patience is not waiting. Patience is how you wait. Patience is the level of endurance that your character can take before you become negative while you're being delayed or provoked. And for some of you, you've had your delay because God says, I'm waiting for you to stop complaining. It's been delayed because I'm waiting for you to stop being mad about it. It's been delayed. You ready for this one? Because you have some people around you that can't come with you into your next. And like Lot, until they're gone, I can't take you into your next. Can I teach tonight? In Genesis, there's a man named Abraham. Say Abraham. And Abraham had a nephew named Lot. Lot's name in Hebrew means hidden motives. And Abraham felt guilty. Pay attention because Lot's father was dead. And for some of you, listen carefully, you feel guilt to carry certain people that are not your responsibility to carry. You feel guilt to bring people where you are, even though they want to stay where they are. Abraham felt responsible for taking care of Lot, even though God specifically said, don't you bring none of these people with you, because if you do, they're going to take your next. So in Genesis 13, Abraham has the bright idea to do it his way. So he brings Lot with them. And the Bible says there began to be contention. There began to be fighting. Now, everything that Lot has, Abraham gave him. But the Bible says that they began to fight over stuff. I wish you would let somebody fight with you over what you gave up. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I wish you would let somebody get an attitude with you over what you provided for them. They wouldn't have had it if you didn't give it. They wouldn't have had the opportunity if you didn't open it up for them. Let's go. So they begin to fight. There's contention and they're going back and forth. And, and watch me. And the Lord stops talking to Abraham. Why? Because he says, everything I tell you, you tell Lot. And the problem is, watch me, while you think you should be able to trust Lot, you cannot trust Lot. Just because y'all are related, just because y'all have the same blood, does not mean y'all are headed in the same direction. So what ends up happening? God stops speaking into Lot, uh, to Abraham until Lot is gone. And the Bible says the moment Lot is gone, then the Lord said. And for some of you, listen carefully, God has had you on a delay. Watch me. Not because you weren't ready, but because you had people around you that were not able or ready or willing to go with you. But I wish I had just full faith people in this building and online that would slap somebody a high five say, but you ready now. Come on, Wednesday. Good God. Come on, touch somebody else. Say, but you ready now? All right, so watch me. 
So watch me. So, so God has saved the best of this year until the last of this year. Okay? This is his principle. The very first miracle that Jesus works in the earth is seen uh, in John chapter 2, verse number 10. And the Bible says, uh, and he said, uh, the best wine is always served first. Then after the guests have had plenty, the other wine is served. In other words, they gave him the best. Once they got drunk, they gave him the worst. Pay attention. That's the natural order. Say natural order. But watch the scripture. But you, this is him talking to Jesus. You have kept the best until last, which means the supernatural order says, I'm going to let you go through some raggedy, some ratchet, some trifling, some mess, some, some drama, some stress, some frustration. I'm going to let you go through some things, but watch me. But then once you get past all of that, I save the best. Let's go. I saved the best for last. Wednesday, please lift your hands, open up your mouth. Say, he saved the best for last. All right, let's go. So this is important that you understand because these last two series are to set you up so that when you get to 2024, you're going to, listen carefully, you're going into 24 with God doing more for you because he's doing more in you so he can do more through you. I'm telling you what 2024 is all about. It's about more. Yeah. It's not that I'm not grateful for what he's already done. It's just that there must be more than this. It's not that I'm not thankful for what he's already done. I just know there's got to be more. There's more skills in you. There's more talent in you. There's more faith in you. There's more victory in you. There, there is more to you, watch me, than even you know. I wish you were next to a faith person in the building and online. Would you just touch them and say, there's more to you than meets the eye. Oh, you a world changer. You a history maker. You a line crosser. You a boundary breaker. There is more. So let's go. So this series is called Don't Get Punked. Don't Get Punked. Watch me. The word punked means to be intentionally fooled in some way, to trick or to deceive. And 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, lest Satan should take advantage of us or punk us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Pay attention. Um, this whole series is to expose his devices so you can defeat his devices. If you don't know what you're fighting, you will just throw your fists in the air and hope you hit something. This is how most Christians fight. Problem is, you need to actually move over to where your enemy's at. You'll get it in a minute. Most Christians are just fighting, throwing stuff out there, hoping that it works. And then you get exhausted because you didn't know what the device that was operating really was. But for you and everybody under the sound of my voice, we're going to expose his devices so that you can defeat his devices so that he that stole will steal no longer. I think you got it. Say, let him who stole steal no longer. First Peter 5, 8, be sober-minded, in other words, don't lose your mind. It's easy to lose your mind. You ever looked at somebody and you looked at how they were acting or how they were speaking and you're like, you didn't launch your Okay, y'all. And, right, and you probably added some other words to the phrase, but we're going to keep it church friendly. You ready? Have you lost your mind? Who you think you talking to? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Be sober-minded. I pray you don't let the people around you that then lost their mind make you lose your mind. 
Because you got some people around you that, I don't know if I believe in God no more. You didn't lost your talk on mine. I, I don't know if I believe in church no more. You didn't lost your talk on mine. I don't know if I believe in something. You didn't lost your talk on mine. But just because you lost yours don't mean I'm going to lose mine. I'll be sober-minded. What does this mean? I won't be a drunk. I will not be so high off my own supply that I lose my mind. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm not going to be having all of this that's got me out of my right mind. And for some of you, watch me, your success has got you out of your mind. Y'all ain't going to talk. Your little money got you out of your mind. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. For some of you, watch me, your failures have got you out of your mind. That relationship has got you out of your mind. Why does one person have that much power over you to get you out of your... Lift your hands, please. Say, I cannot lose my mind now. Be sober-minded. Then he says, be watchful. In other words, I need you to be on the lookout. I need you to be on the lookout. I need you. I need you. Why do you think it's strange when the enemy attacks you? Watch me. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Why, do you, why do you think it's strange? All right. Now, now watch me. If he, in this example, he's going to be the enemy. Okay. Let's walk together. If I'm walking together, there's no need for the enemy to oppose me. This is why some of you look at people and, and, and you think, man, they don't ever go through nothing. Because them and the devil are headed to the same destination. But the moment you begin to oppose that mark, now all of a sudden he, you become a target. And for some of you, I need you to know you are a target. Why? So stop being confused. Stop thinking it's strange that your adversary is coming against you. I need you to be on the lookout. In other words, I was expecting you. Some of y'all need to listen. You need to be like parents were when your teenagers came home late. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. But you were sitting at the kitchen table. Watch me with the lights off. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Waiting for them to come in the door. So the moment they came in and they creeping in the house, you're like, oh, you think you're for the walk? Baby? You need to do the devil the same way. I was waiting on you, punk. What took you so long? I, I wish I had faith, people. I was waiting on something to go down because I am watchful. I was expecting this. Touch your neighbor say, be watchful. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Listen, your adversary, he's not God's adversary. He is our adversary. The devil prowls around. He, he's like the pink panther. He's prowling. He's prowling. He, 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 is, he is like a man that is looking for a mark at a club. He's looking for a woman that looks sad. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. He's looking for a woman that looks like she got daddy issues. Y'all ain't going to talk. He's looking for a woman that looks like she needs to be told she's beautiful because she wasn't told she's beautiful. So then that way he can, so then watch, watch me. So then that way he can run game. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And let's keep, let's keep this 100% equal opportunity because there's some women that'll run the same game. Y'all ain't going to. She was looking for a nice automobile. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. She was looking to see what type of credit card. Was it plastic or was it metal? So she could find her next mark. Jesus Christ. I didn't know it was, I was coming back to Harvest Catholic Church. Go get my robe so I can be bishop. You ready? Okay. He's prowling. Somebody say he's on the prowl. In other words, he's always hunting. He's looking, look at what the Bible says. The devil prowls around. What is he doing? He's studying you. He doesn't know what's on your mind until you say it. This is why your words matter. This is why you got to stop saying, I'm just so tired. He was like, ah, I got to. 
Oh, I'm so sick of this. Up, oh, I got him. He doesn't know what's on your mind. He has to study you. He sees what you speak. He sees what you do so he can know how to come after you. See, he never knew that you had an issue with your spouse until you said it. Y'all ain't going to talk. So then he knew exactly what to send your way so that there would be confusion in your house. The devil pounds around, studying you like a roaring lion. Now, let pay attention. He's like a lion. He's not a lion. But he needs you to think that he is a lion, even though he's lying. Okay, you ready? He's like a roaring lion to do what? To startle you. Because what does a roar do? It startles. Now, why is it like a lion? It ain't no Kit Kat because ain't nobody scared of no cats. This is the cat church tonight, apparently. Okay, you ready? Scared of cat. But when a lion roars, it will do something that makes you, watch me, that makes you pay attention. It will startle you. So he studies you to startle you. Why? So he can steal from you. He says, like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Someone he can steal from. And I need you to make this declaration and say, but it ain't me. Uh, come on, Wednesday, say it with authority. Say, but it ain't me. Can you prophesy to somebody around you? Only somebody that looks like they on fire in the building. Online, can you find somebody that's on fire in the comments? If there's nobody there, stretch your hand towards me. Say, but it won't be you. Push that with a praise Wednesday. Push that with a praise Wednesday. Push that with a praise Wednesday. But let him who stole steal no longer. Right? Let's go. So, so, so Satan, I taught you this uh, on Sunday and Wednesday. Satan was disarmed, defeated, and punked by Jesus. So he can't take anything from you unless you give it up. What does it mean to be disarmed? So, so, so he may have. He may have a weapon. Now, these are, these are BB guns, y'all. Okay, chill out, okay? These are, these are BB. Now, these are real bullets, though, but these are BB guns, okay? And listen, listen, there's nothing in it. I, I, I need you to listen to me. Say, say, there's nothing in it. Okay, okay. So, he just needs you to be startled by something that is not effective anyhow. Why does the enemy keep bringing your past up? Because he realizes you're finally over it. Y'all ain't going to talk to me? Well, why does he keep bringing up, why does he keep bringing up, you know, uh, people trying to threaten you like you scared of their little threats? Uh, you, you, you th listen, I've conquered more from better people. So, so if you're going to try me, you, if you're going to aim for the king, you better not miss. Oh, because when the king gets up off the throne, the king comes with the intent to take out whoever came for him. Hmm? Praise him. You ready? Satan was disarmed. Say disarmed. disarmed. Say defeated. defeated. And punked. By Jesus. So he can't take anything from you. You have to give it up. Silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. So he needs you to give it up because he needs you to think he has the right to take it. This is why when you, let's be honest. Can we have an honest conversation for about 30 seconds? This is why whenever you make mistakes or do something you ought not do or sin, whatever, whenever you do something you ought not do, here's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants to then use your low place to justify why you shouldn't have what you have. You messed up like this, so now he condemns you. And since you messed up, you don't deserve no good relationship. You don't deserve to be loved. 
You don't deserve for anybody to care about you. You don't deserve to be victorious. But, but it's all lies. All designed to get you to give up what he can't take. In Genesis, he could not take it from Eve. Eve had to give it up. With Jesus, why did he keep tempting Jesus with these various things? Because he couldn't take it. He needed Jesus to give it up. Why does he tempt you with stuff and lay stuff in front of you? He needs you to give it up. I need you to make this declaration. Please, when they say, but he won't get me this time. Say, let him who stole steal no longer. Okay, so look at this. Colossians 2.15. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So I showed you this last week about how Jesus, when he disarmed the principalities and the powers, this refers to the enemy, but not just the enemy, but everything. The scripture says that one third of the angelic hosts were cast down to the earth, which means there's not just one. You ready for some revelation? Say, give me revelation. Give me revelation. There's not just one devil. There's not just one Satan. Uh, the scripture calls them hasetans, adversaries. So the scripture says he dis. But when we speak in modern in modern uh, in modern Christendom, when we speak, we speak in singularity. But the truth is, watch me. It's plurality. Let's talk. So when the scripture says he disarmed principalities and powers, it says everything attached to the enemy got shut down. Which means there's nothing that he can do and nothing that's attached to him that will be effective against you. I need you to open up your mouth and say none of it's gonna work. Right? Jesus punked him. And I walked you through what happened. Let me just walk you through this revelation one more time so that you get the power of what you do and then we're out. Okay, you ready? Okay, you ready? All right, so what happened? So uh, when Jesus dies, he dies taking on the sins of all humanity. Past sins, pre, uh, 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 present sins, and any future sins. See, our God is so incredible, he paid for what you ain't done yet. Oh my God. Uh, you ready? Our God is so incredible, he prepaid for the sin you ain't even done yet. He says, she going to act a fool next Thursday at 5 o'clock, so I need to pay for that. He paid for all sins previous, all sins present, and all sins that were to come. So the scripture, in, 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 in Torah... Um, the way that sin was atoned for, hence the terminology day of atonement, hence things like Passover, etc., the feast, is that the sins had to be transferred. The high priest would lay his hands on the head of a goat and transfer and confess the sins of the people over that goat. And that goat had to be slaughtered because the wages of sin is death. Something has to die. Pay attention. So Jesus, as he's hanging on the cross. He takes on the sin of humanity, past sins, present sins, and anything that you might think about doing in the future. And what happens? He is slain. Pay attention. The reason he had to offer his life up, uh, watch me, is because they could not take it. He had to willingly lay it down and allow himself to be treated as a criminal, although he was not. To allow himself to be treated as a sinner, although he was not. He died from it, so we don't have to die from it. You ready? So when he dies, he takes on the sin of humanity. Well, what does this mean? It means that although he is 100% divinity, he takes on the sins of humanity. So when he dies, he dies the death that you and I should have died. Now, why is this important? Say, why is this important, Bishop? 
Because God is so into respecting principles, even though he could break his own, he doesn't. He respects them. Okay, let me give you an example. So on the earth, people say, well, if God is so good, why are he letting this happen? If God cared about me, why are he letting this happen? I'll tell you why. Genesis 1.26. Let us make man and let them have dominion over the earth. Let's jump New Testament. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Which means God says, I've given y'all authority in the earth. This is why we pray. Prayer invites heaven to interfere with the affairs of the earth. Because when it comes to the earth, God says, you run that. Y'all... Come on, come on. So God is so into his principle that God says, unless you ask me to interfere, I won't. Mm. Unless you ask me to intervene, I won't. Unless you invite me into your situation, I'm not coming in there. And that's called prayer. Y'all still with me? He's so into his principles. He said, as Genesis 8:22, as long as the earth remains seed, time, and harvest. Which means God says, the way I've set the earth up is that you're going to sow and you're going to reap. And for some of y'all, here's good news. These last two months, you better get your baskets ready. These last two months, come on, Denver, I'm going to preach my own self happy. I ain't. Come on, Atlanta, come on, Atlanta. These last two months, you better get your baskets ready. You better go get you some new bank accounts. You better go get you some new. I hear some keys about to be released for somebody. I... Please open up your mouth and say, I'm ready for my harvest. Come on, say it again. Say, I'm ready for my harvest. Okay, but here's the principle. Why am I ready for my harvest? Because I've seen the seed I got in the ground. How do I know he's about to bless me? Because I put a seed on it. How do I know something amazing is about to happen for me? Because of all the antagonization that's been coming against me. How do I know something amazing is about to happen? Because of all of the attacks that have been coming. How do you know you're about to get a big blessing? Because you just survived a big attack. Please give me what I need. Open up your mouth and say something big is coming my way. Say something huge is coming my way. Okay, you ready? So God is so into his principles that he respects them. So why did he have to die taking on the sins of humanity? Because when he created hell, that was not his domain. The Bible says, the Bible says that it was created for the devil and his angels. You ready? Okay, you ready? So it, can I teach you Wednesday? Because y'all, some of y'all looking at me like you, like, come on, let's go. Let's go. You ready? Come on, let's go. Y'all with me? Give one touch your name and say, let's go. Okay. Online, type it in the comments, let's go. So when he created hell, that wasn't a domain for the presence of God. What is hell? The absence of the presence of God. Now I'm about to give you revelation. And if you don't shout off of this, that's okay. I know somebody that will. Okay? When he created hell, what is hell? Is the absence of the presence of God. What is darkness? It's the absence of the presence of God. Listen very carefully. So when he creates hell, that's not his domain. Which means, watch me, even though he could just go, he set up a principle that says, I won't go there. Because he respects his own principles. So why did he have to die as a sinner to give him access to hell? Y'all ain't. I'll preach my own self happy. Why did he have to take on the sins of the world to give him access to hell? So while Satan thought that he was really getting Jesus, he was like, what you don't understand is you just gave me access to a realm that I won't allow myself to go in. So when I took on the sins of the world, I got access to hell to come get the keys that Adam gave you, to come get the authority that Adam gave you. 
This is why the Bible says, had Satan known what he was doing, he never would have did it. Why? Because God is about to make every trick turn. Y'all about to hear me. God is about to make everything that the enemy meant for evil. I dare you to pop up out of your seat and turn around and say, it's turning for my good. It's turning for my good. Can you just go to two people? Say, it's about to turn for you. It's about to turn for you. Come on, online, type it. It's about to turn for you. Please. It's about to turn for you. Come on, say, it's turning for me right now. Okay, so watch. So if Satan had known that messing with you was going to motivate you. He never would have messed with you. Had he known if lying on you was going to make you be more determined, he never would have lied on you. Had he known that you like MC Hammer, baby, I'm too legit. I'm too legit to... Hey, hey. You ready? Okay, so, so this is important to understand. You with me? Okay, this is important to understand. Because, because let him who steals steal no longer. Listen, how does he steal? See, if you don't have this basic revelation, there are certain things. There are certain things. Can I be honest with you? I, I was saying this to the Lord. I said this to the Lord. I, I said, Lord, this is not fair. <laughs> I said, Lord, I said, these regular smugglers don't have to deal with this stuff. I said, this is not fair. And you know what he said? He said, son, it's not fair, but this is number one why I give you favor. He said, I give you favor to make up for what's not fair. That's somebody's revelation right there. Because he's going to give you favor to make up for everything that's not fair. It's not fair that they overlooked you for the role. That's okay. He's going to give you favor because you're about to get a better one. It's not, it's not fair how they lying on you when all you have to do is tell the truth about them. But that's all right because he said he'd make your name famous. What they doing is making people go Google you to come find you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Ready? Somebody said he's making my name great. I feel like prophesying, and your name's about to be brought up, and favor's about to find us, and opportunities about to open for us, and doors are about to open for us. All right, let's go. So, so the question becomes: How then does he steal? Ephesians four twenty-five. Let me walk you through it, and we're done. Let me walk you through it and we're done. Putting away lying. Now, this is deep. Say, this is deep. Now, I need you not to get quiet through here. Because some of this stuff is going to come down your street. And when it comes down your street, just open the door and let it in. Let it clean the house and then let it just keep it going, okay? Putting away lying. In other words, he says, choose not to be a liar. Because when you lie, you take on the nature of the enemy. You ready? He says, putting away lying, let each one of you speak the truth. Say, Lord, say, say this one. Say, Lord, keep me honest. Say, let me speak the truth. Now watch me. Not your truth, but the truth. Because we live in a culture where people, and it's some of the most annoying stuff to listen to. You know, well, my truth, you don't. It couldn't be your truth. It, it's only the truth. So if you have my truth, you're telling me immediately it's a lie. What is the truth? Not my truth. That may be your perspective. And see, here's the thing about perspectives. Is that perspectives may be true, but they're, but they're not complete. 
Okay, because everybody looking at this guy right here, you're looking at him, you say, it's red. But if I'm behind him, see, let me get behind him. When I get behind him, I don't see the same thing. See, you might say it, it looks like this, but if I'm behind him, I see a different thing. If I'm over here, I see a different thing. If I'm over here, I see a different thing. For some of you, let me help you understand why you have so much confusion with the people around you is because you never actually talk. What you do is prepare to respond. You never actually talk. All you do is prepare to respond. So consequently, now the enemy comes in to steal. Why? Because you're so busy trying to have your truth that you totally ignore what the truth is. I'm doing the best I can. Verse 26. How does he steal? Here's the next one. Be angry. So the first one is what? Lion. Here's the second one. Anger. Be angry and do not sin. So anger itself is okay. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. What does the Bible mean? The Bible says, watch me, anger that turns into sin creates unnecessary suffering. Anger that turns to sin. So what does it mean to sin? So you went from being angry to now you acting a fool. You went from being angry to now you saying stuff that you can't take back. You just were mad for a moment, but now that moment then ruined your next three months. Some of y'all need to learn how to have the conversation with yourself so that when you're with, with whoever you need to have a conversation with, you can bring all of that down. Because it, it, it's amazing. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. You didn't gave eight pieces, which is why you ain't got no pieces left. And at this stage of your life, you need every bit of your mind you can have. I, I wish you just lay your hand on your mind and say, I need my mind to be right. So anger that turns into sin. So now, now it goes from you're angry to now you're cussing everybody out. And I get it. So I know this one's tough. <laughs> I, I get it. But, you know, you can't let him steal. Because what he'll do is you'll blow something up. That once you're not angry anymore, you're going to look at it like, oh, actually, you know what? You're going to tear something up. Please hear me. This is a warning for some of y'all. You're going to tear something up you've worked for years to do. All because you're angry. All because you're mad. You wanted an opportunity. God finally gave you one. Are you mad at one moment? You know what? I ain't going to do this. Number. Shut your mouth. You ready? Okay, let's go, let's go. Okay, verse 27. Nor give place to the devil. And I talked to you, anger that turns to sin creates unnecessary suffering. You give him place. You give him room. So y'all remember the book? I remember this book when I was a kid. Uh, if you give a mouse a cookie. Y'all remember that book? Okay. This is this book. If you give a mouse a cookie, what are you going to want? Some milk. Now, I don't know the rest. But if you, if you give him some milk, he's going to want somewhere to lay down. If you, yeah, there you go, some more. You, you give him, he wants somewhere to lay down. He's going to stay there for a few days. He's going to stay there for a few days. He's going to have his toothbrush in there. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And now he's going to bring his luggage. And now this whole, this is my version of the book, but this is a whole thing that will preach. So now watch me. What was supposed to be temporary has now become permanent. He, the Bible says don't give place to the enemy. In other words, in other words if, you, if there's any area where there's any anger, you need to address it. So that it doesn't ferment, become wrath, and turn into sin. What's wrath? It's hot anger. Wrath is when, Bishop, I just, all I saw was red. That's called wrath. Bishop, all I, I just blacked out. That's called wrath. 
It's quiet in this building. Okay, I asked you up front not to get quiet. Okay, verse 28. Let him who still, still no longer. Two revelations. First is, he's talking about people actually stealing. He's saying, when you steal, you give place to the enemy because now you have something illegal that's cursed. I'll back it up and say it again. Now you have something illegal that's cursed. What do you mean that it's cursed? Anything that you is ill-gotten gain is cursed. It's empowered to fail. This explains why some of y'all's relationships fail. It was ill-gotten. I figured it'd be quiet right there. I ain't studying you. This is, this, watch me. This is, this is, <laughs> anybody remember a time in life where you knew someone that their cable perhaps came from someone else's home? Maybe. It's quiet. <laughs> anybody knew someone like that? Like, it wasn't you. You knew somebody. Now, no, watch me. I'm just using that example. No judgment. Here's the point. Anything that is ill-gotten, if it's ill-gotten, what happens, listen carefully, is that it becomes cursed. In Joshua, the Lord told um, Achan, and he told all of the Hebrews, he said, do not. Everybody say, do not. He said, do not take anything from this particular land. He said, don't touch anything, don't take anything. And what did they do? What did they do? Achan took some stuff, and Achan hid what he took. And the Bible says when they went to fight a battle at Ai, uh, that 36 men got struck down, and the other 2,964, they got scared, and they ran. They got scared, and they gave up. Uh, they lost the battle that should have been an easy battle, and, and the, Joshua gets on his face and begins to pray, and he says, Lord, why in the world did we lose? You know what God told Joshua? Stop praying. Get up. He said, there's sin in the camp. Somebody took something I told them not to take. And for this reason, you can't stand in front of your enemies. Uh-oh, could it be that some of the losses you're experiencing today was because of what you stole yesterday? See, you don't think it's a big deal to steal your tithe. No judgment. I'm just telling you it's why you can't stand in front of your enemies. Y'all ain't going to talk. I'm going to preach anyhow. You don't think it's a big deal, watch me, uh, to steal people's reputation because you lie on them. But it's quiet in here. But that's why you can't stand before your enemies. But I, I wish you'd touch somebody close to you and say, but that won't be your story anymore. You ready? I remember when I was a kid, I had taken, I remember when I was a kid, I, I went to a furniture store and I had taken a key off a piece of furniture. And my great-great-grandmother, who we call Mimi, uh, my great-great-grandmother, uh, she found that I had that pin or that uh, key. And so uh, when she found that I had that key, I just thought, you know, I was going to get in trouble and, you know, and, and you know, just but I was going to keep the key. She made me go back into that store, go to the manager, hand in the key, and apologize for taking the key. I got tears in my eyes. Just. Now, check it out. How I'm crying when I did wrong. There's nothing worse than playing the victim when you wrong. Let's talk. Let's talk. Some of y'all got people... They the wrong ones, but they playing the victim to you. And you like, how you going to act like you the victim? Ninja, you the one in the wrong? 
Oh my God. I pray that God will surround you with victorious people, not people that like to play the victim. Ain't nobody got time for somebody acting like they've been done wrong when they did wrong. Ain't nobody got time for lies. Ain't nobody got time for mess and drama. Shout no more. Okay, let's go. So, so that's the first revelation, but here's the second revelation. It's referring to the enemy. Let him who stole steal no longer. That's the next part of the verse. But let him labor. Two revelations. Let the devil work hard. Don't make it easy for him. Make him, make him so, fr here's, here's, my, here's my determination. I want to make it so frustrating for him to come against me that he just doesn't even try. Okay. You got to be the type of person that when you, watch me, that when your eyes open, he'd be like, ah! He got up again. You got to be the type of person that, watch me, that when your foot hits the ground, hell gets angry because they're like, here she go again. We couldn't kill her in her sleep. We couldn't kill her with the suicide. We couldn't kill her with the car accident. We couldn't kill her with the bad relationship. Nothing we do works. It doesn't work. Somebody say, it won't work. Okay, that's Revelation 1. Here's Revelation 2, talking about the person that steals. But rather let him labor, working with his hands, what is good. In other words, the scripture says, you cannot refuse to work for what you want. Why? Because this is how the devil steals from you. Because you want a shortcut. And sometimes, sometimes the shortcut is the long route. What do you mean by that? God says, God says to the children of Israel, he says, listen, um, this is supposed to take 11 days. But if you see warfare, I know you. You're going to turn around. So I'm going to route you another way. It's, it's, listen, it's still going to only take 11 days. But I'm going to route you another way so you don't see that warfare. Their disobedience made it take 40 years. But the, watch me, but the shortcut was the long route. Some of y'all will pick it up later. See, for some of you, like, God, why you got me going this way? Because he's like, you're going to see something over here. And if you see something, it's going to make you stop. So, so watch me. There are certain things God says, I'm not going to tell you what you're going to have to deal with. Because if I tell you, you're going to say I'm comfortable, so I ain't going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what your challenges are going to be. Because if I tell you what your challenges are going to be, you're not going to want the challenge. So sometimes the shortcut is the long route. Okay? He says, work with his hands what is good. See, I got to work what I got. That he may have something, watch this part, to give. So what's the next way that the enemy steals from you? When you refuse to be a giver. This is bigger than money. How, 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 how much love do you hold back because you're afraid that it might not be reciprocated? How much consistency do you hold back? Because you've been, the last thing I was consistent to, but this ain't that. How much loyalty do you hold back? You know what? I've been loyal to people before. Let me tell you something. Can I be? Okay. All right. Now, I shouldn't give y'all no honesty. The way y'all been tonight. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Y'all know I love you. I'm just messing. Uh, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I love you too. You ready? So, so here's the thing. So whenever you're about to use your faith, what the enemy attacks is your love. 
because faith works by love. Works means energized or fuel. So whenever you have people problems, Satan wants you to get offended and they get offended with people and mad with people and hate people. So, so you know, uh, there were some different scenarios that had transpired and, and I felt myself leaning towards, leaning to you. Okay, how on, can I keep it 100? I don't know. Mm-mm. Let me clean it up then. Let me put my Mr. Clean on it. <laughs> Give me a gold earring and a white t-shirt. So, so I felt myself saying, see, this is why, and as I was getting ready to say it, the Holy Ghost said, shut your mouth. He said, because you were built to pour, even if you're pouring into what's always going to be poor. Because ah! there's some people that ain't never going to get better, ain't never going to change, ain't never going to do nothing, and that's not your business. Your responsibility is to... And I don't mean materially. I mean, I mean, there are certain people that it doesn't matter how much you teach excellence, they're just going to be trifling. And some people don't matter how much you teach honor, they're just going to be dishonorable. Which is why you have to make a decision that there's some things, watch me, that it's just not my fight to fight. Because it's stressing you out. And I need you to touch your neighbor. I'm just about done. Touch your neighbor and say, and I refuse to live stressed out. It's, look at me, especially behind another grown person. Wednesday, I just need you. There's something in therapy called scream therapy. What it does is it just allows you to shock yourself for a moment to get the emotion of something that's been stressful out of you. In the building and online, I just want you to holler when I count to three, like what's been stressing you out, you're about to release. One, two, three, scream right there. I got to let that stress go. You got to let that anxiety go. You got to let that frustration go. Please say, I will not live stressed out. I won't, especially behind a grown ninja. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Be seated. Be seated. I'm just about done. I'm just about done. It's about done. Verse 29. I'm just about done. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. That's how he steals. These are the ways that we give him stuff. Through lying, through anger, giving place, through stealing, through refusing to be a giver, through letting corrupt words come out of our mouths. Okay? Y'all with me? Okay. Um, What does corrupted mean? It means it's something that shouldn't even come out of you. See, like, Think of how offensive it is to God for you to complain about where you're at as if it couldn't be a whole lot worse. While you complaining about work, it's people who wish they could get a call back to work. And I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying, why are you complaining? Instead, instead of complaining about it, just say, I'm thankful for my next, thankful for my next. It's good to see y'all today. I'm thankful for my next, I'm thankful for my next, I'm thankful for my next, I'm thankful for my next. Because if you can handle your now right, your next is going to be amazing. Right? Instead of complaining about the automobile you have if you want a different one, why are the corrupt words coming in? What if you just, I'm so thankful for this amazing car. And even if that thing is a hootie, 
You got to, listen, you better get you some armor on, get you some air freshener, shine it up, get you a shammy. Yeah, they don't be using no carry cloth towel on your cars. Don't scratch it, right? Let no corrupt word come out of your mouth. In other words, everything you speak, corrupt means to tear down. So everything that you speak has to be something that constructs. Can't corrupt. It's got to construct. It cannot corrupt. It's got to. So are you speaking things that give him room to steal? Because every time you speak something corrupt, you curse what you have. Every time you speak, I'm just so sick of this. You just invited. You just invited. Numbers 14, 28. You should know this one. I've been quoting it a lot this year. I will give you exactly what I heard you say. So what does the enemy do? He takes your words and then he will use them against you. Are you still with me Wednesday? Okay, verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. There's two verses left. This is how he steals. Say, let him who stole steal no longer. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Here's what that word grieve means in the Greek language of our New Testament. Do not ignore him as if he has to go through childbirth again with you. Let me say it again because maybe you missed it. He said, stop ignoring me like you're an infant and I got to go through childbirth all over again with you. Okay. Every woman that's ever had a child, um, could you imagine the grown version of your child going back into the womb? So, I mean, I just, I just don't, I, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm thankful to God. I'm just telling you because there's nothing about that that's appealing to me. Glory to God. <laughs> Come on, every man in the building end of line, just worship God for five seconds. <laughs> Four, three, two. <laughs> All right, So he says, don't ignore me. Don't ignore me. How, how do we ignore him? You come to church, you get a word. You come to church, you get a word. And when you get that word, you do nothing with it. He says, you're ignoring me. See how quiet is this guy? You log on to a pop-up and say, this is exactly what I needed. Get off the pop-up and pop off. Am I in your business yet? <laughs> I'm trying to stir this Kool-Aid up. It's a little different flavor. <laughs> Feels a little grapey tonight, and I don't like grape. I don't like grape. I don't like grape. Do not like grape. Do not like grape. You can keep that grape. I don't like grape. Okay. He says, don't ignore me. Don't ignore me. You ever had somebody calling your name? You saw them calling your name? But you just didn't want to be bothered. <laughs> or or, or y'all ain't going to say that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Darlene, Darlene. You just steady walking.
You see them calling and you. And then when you finally answer the phone, I've been calling you. Oh, for real? Okay, I don't like the way y'all talking to me today. Okay. God says, stop ignoring me. I've sent you messages. I send you pop-ups. I send you everything you need. I send, and yet I got to deal with you like you're an infant. So now you give place to the enemy because babies can't be trusted with treasures. Okay, let's wrap this up. Verse 31. All right, so he sums it all up. He's like, here's the summary, folks. Let all bitterness. Somebody say, I'm too blessed to be bitter. There's some of you that in these last two months, you need to forgive some people, not because they asked for it, but because you no longer have the energy to care about it. I just don't, I don't, I don't have the time to care. <laughs> I just don't have the time to care about this. I don't have the time to put my mental, emotional, or spiritual energy. You ain't done right. You ain't going to do right. You're not going to see that you're wrong. You don't want to do different. I'm good with it. I don't need your apology. I forgive you. And forgiveness doesn't mean fellowship. I can forgive you and never deal with you ever again. Well, if you forgive me, you'll forget. I'm not the Lord. He forgets. I'm supposed to remember. I'm supposed to remember the lesson but forget the hurt. The Lord forgives and forgets. I don't do that. Okay? <laughs> you ready? Okay? Bitterness is the residue of a painful experience. And for some of you, you need to make the decision today. Today. Say today. today. To just, I'm not going to be bitter about this. There's some things I had to do. There's some things that I was like, Lord, oh, shooky, shooky now. And you know what he said to me? He said, son, for real? He said, you're going to let that get you? Get you in, in? I said, no, sir. He said, let's move on. Would you just encourage somebody next to you online, type it in the comments, somebody in the building, touch them, just say, let's move on. Say, so we have bigger fish to fry. <clears throat> no more time for goldfish and catfish. What's a catfish? Somebody that pretended like there was something that they weren't. Wrath. He says, let they be gone. I already talked to that. Wrath is fermented anger. Wrath is when your anger, it was grape juice, but it fermented. And now it's wine. That's, that's wrath. And it's stronger. And it can do what grape juice can't do. Grape juice is going to give you a sugar high. Wine is going to make you drunk if you overconsume. What's the point? He says, for some of you, you are literally drunk off of, your, off of your wrath, off of your anger. You're drunk. So when you get angry, don't nobody want to deal with you. You don't even want to deal with yourself. Would you just, okay, don't even touch your neighbor. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, let's move on. Anger, we've talked about. Clamor. Oh, we say clamor. Now, when you look at this word clamor, a clamor specifically, it means loud, confusing uh, shouts that are insistent. In other words, translation, he said, stop acting dumb. I know, right? He said, stop acting, modern colloquialism, brand new. You ever interacted with somebody and you're like, who is this? Who, who is this? 
Because th this, is, this is not, can you send this version back and bring me the other version? Because who is this? You acting like you don't know. Okay? He says, he, says, he says, don't be that type of person. In other words, here's what he said. Be predictable. See how quiet it is? Do pe can people predict your behavior because you're consistent? Or do people never know how to handle you because you are unpredictable and inconsistent? It's quiet. But you said, but I want to be a chief executive. You cannot be unpredictable and inconsistent. There was a company that just filed bankruptcy yesterday that at one point, you've seen their, you see their buildings in every city. It's called WeWork. And, um, and I mention it simply because I was, I was just doing, I, I studied corporations and businesses and different things. And I like figuring out how people build stuff and how they do stuff and all of that. Because I was listening to it and I listened to the story of how, you know, it just was this huge meteoric rise. But then management, according to the story, it says some management, some different things began to happen. They began to get in unpredictable and inconsistent. And so yesterday, what was a, a, a multi-million, I believe even billion dollar valuation close to it at one point, is now bankrupt. How you go from hundreds of millions, almost billions, to now we can't get nobody nothing. You know why? Because you clamor. You're inconsistent. You're unpredictable. Say, Lord, make me consistent in the right things. We got to wrap this up because it's getting real quiet through here. Evil speaking. He says, let that go. Question, why not just speak life about you and life about the things connected to you? Okay, see how quiet I got? Why not just speak life? Say speak life. You're going to have to speak life to, about you and about the things connected to you. Because if, if it dies, you killed it with your mouth. With all malice. He says, don't, and this, this, somebody say, this is the tough one. He says, don't return evil for evil. Come on, everybody stand in the building and online. We, we got to stand for this last one. He said, don't do it to spite somebody. This is tough. Because the song says, you hit me, and I hit you back. You slap me. I'm going to slap you back. You come with this rah, rah, rah. I'm going to come with this rah, rah, rah. But my rah is bigger than your rah. Can we be honest? He said, don't give place to the devil. Why would me doing to them what they did to me give place to the devil? Isn't that justice? I'm about to shout us in here. Isn't it justice? You do something to me, I need to do something to you. That's justice. For those of you who grew up in the street, if they mess with some of your family, you mess with some of their family. They do a drive-by in your community, you do a drive-by with another, with an Uzi in their community. Listen. This is, I know, I know. Denver, y'all don't know about that, but in different communities, 
you, 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 you have to be retaliated against. Why would he tell us, don't do it? Me too. <laughs> why would he tell us? Say, why, Bishop? Because if you do it, that's all that's going to happen. If you return evil for evil, that's all that's going to happen. But he said, Deuteronomy 32, 35, I feel like closing right through here. Vengeance and recompense belong to the Lord. What's vengeance? It's when God gets your enemies. What's recompense? It's when he pays you back for what they did. God says, you don't do it because if you do it, he won't. But if you let, your, let it go and give it to God, somebody say, I give it to God. God says, I'm about to show up and I'm about to deal with every last one of them. And I'm going to do to them what you can never do to them. I'm going to make them pay what you'll never be able to get them to pay. I need you to lift your hands, open up your mouth and worship your God that he will deal with your enemies. That he will deal with your haters. That he will deal with every liar. That he will deal. And God, we ask you deal with it quickly. God, I need a 24-hour handle it. God, I need a 24-hour shut it down. God, I need a 24-hour make them pay. I need a 24-hour vengeance. Come on, Wednesday. I need you to act like your God is about to step in and fight and fight for you. Come on, somebody shout, my God fights for me. Look at me. When you, when you return evil for evil, or you spite, you do it to spite someone. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't need to deal with things if, if it needs to be handled or dealt with. It just means don't return evil for evil. Don't do it purely for the purpose of spite. And I know this can be difficult, especially when you got receipts. Come on here. I know this can be difficult, especially when you like, did you? I know it can be difficult. I know. But here's what he says. But if you do this, you give place for the enemy. If you do this, you give room for the enemy. To do what? To steal something from you. Because while you're trying to figure out how to clap back, you're not moving forward. While you're trying to figure out how you're going to get them, you're not working on your business. You're not working on your plan. You're missing the gym because you're on the phone plotting. Talk. You're not doing what you need to do. How many in this room or online right now, there's something right now where you wanted to return evil for evil? My hands are up. How many, there's somebody in this room or online right now, you wanted to do it despite them. You were like, bastard, I got you. Bastard means fatherless one. I got you. But guess what? I heard the Lord say, since you didn't, Oh my God, since you didn't, I don't know who I'm prophesying to, but by this time tomorrow, you're about to watch God handle that in a way that's going to blow our minds. I don't know who I'm talking to, but can I just get you to open your mouth and give a shout to your God right there. Glory to God. 
Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building. End on line. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure tonight's your night. On three, slip your hand up in the building. Online, do the hand with emoji. Say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, do that right now. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get it right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. If you just prayed that prayer, recommitted yourself to the Lord, and you're now sure, take your phone out, scan the QR code, or text Harvest to 55498, enter the option for salvation. I want to send you a message called What Next to show you what to do next. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You can live in Denver, Atlanta, anywhere, across America, around the world. Guys, it's so cool to see where people are connecting the Harvest from. We've got, I've seen so, so many new countries. Um, Sri Lanka, South Africa, Uganda, Nigeria, Texas. It's, a bit, it's like its own country down there. Who? T -t -t Jackie Chan? No, no, what'd you say? <laughs> who's Stan? Tazekistan. Tazekistan. Let's Google this. <laughs> um, Tazekistan, yes, Tazekistan. Yes. All right, all over. And so if you know I'm your shepherd, you don't, that's why I never met you, you don't have to meet me. This is a spiritual connection. And if you know I'm your shepherd, how do you know your voice of your shepherd? That's it. It speaks life to you. Um, the voice of your shepherd has the ability to comfort you and check you at the same time. The voice of your shepherd has the ability to give you hope, give you life, and at the same time, get you together. Jeremiah 3.15 says, I give you shepherds after my own heart. So if I'm your shepherd, I'd love for you to connect. Text Harvest to 55498 and enter the option for join HC or scan that QR code. Listen, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, get your giving ready. If you want to sow the seal, get that ready. Here's our seed tonight, and I'm, I'm going to be the first one. Before I even tell you the number, I'm sowing. <laughs> before I even tell you the number, say so, Bishop. Because that last one. My God. All right, bam, my seed is sown. Whenever you see me on my phone, I ain't playing on my phone, I'm sewing. <laughs> All right, uh, it's 31. It's 31 for verse 31. That's our seed. 31 for Ephesians 4:31. So, Bishop, I don't have that. Get as close as you can to it. But sewing to it to seal it. That let him who stole, he's just not going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. There was something that happened a few weeks ago, and um, when I was sharing it with one of the pastors that I mentor, he said, you are really calm. I said, absolutely. I said, because what is anger going to do for me right now? I said, what is, what is being frustrated going to do for me right now? I said, God's got it. And by that time tomorrow, wasn't even an issue. I need you to hear me. Say, God's got me. Say, he's for me. He's doing more in me and more through me. How can you sow to seal? What does it mean to sow to seal? First Samuel 9, when Samuel gave them instructions, they sowed to seal those instructions. May of 2022, God told me to start doing this. I had never done it before. 
in our history uh, of, as, a, as a church. I'd never done that before. He said, son, I'm about to release wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. The reason the people of Harvest are so blessed is, is because we're givers. Don't hate on our harvest if you ain't seen our seed. And just somebody say, say these last two months. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. Go on and get, look, rip me out the plastic, huh? I'm ready. All right. How can you sow? Use Cash App, dollar sign, Bishop Form with the number two. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, GiveLify, that's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Or you can scan the QR code. You can use text to give. That's how I give. Text amount to 84321. I love you, Wednesday. So don't forget Sunday, 9.15 in this building and online, 11.15 online, 1.15 online, 4 o'clock Mountain, 6 o'clock Eastern. We'll be in Atlanta for an interest service, 6 p.m. in Atlanta, um, 4479 South Atlanta Road, Southeast. All that information is on the screen, or excuse me, it's uh, on our website and our app. And then uh, a replay at 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. Next Wednesday, we'll be in this building. And online, 7 o'clock Mountain, will be giving away Thanksgiving meal vouchers for families in need. And so if you know a family in need or your family's in need, no shame, we got you. Look at, the, look at, look at somebody close to you and say, we got you. Harvest, our entire existence, we've always been a blessing, um, not just at Thanksgiving and Christmas, but all throughout the year. All right? Pop up tomorrow. What time, Bishop? When you get the alert on your phone, text Harvest to 55498 to get the app. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building end online. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a faithful giver. Therefore, I flourish. All things work together for my good. Let him who stole steal no longer. In Jesus' name, amen. Bastards are passing here at Grape Street. Once you give, you're totally free to go. I'll be down front to meet and greet you. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. Hook. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.